Hey everybody, welcome to Here's the Deal with Rick Countryman. I'm really, really thankful that you have uh, chosen to tune in, whether you're watching the broadcast on Facebook or maybe you're listening to the podcast. Really super thankful that you are giving up a little piece of your life right now to listen. Make sure at the end of the broadcast that you share this with your friends and family members. Uh, go to the Apple uh, store and just put in the search bar, here's the deal with Rick Countryman, and subscribe to the podcast. And that way you can take this uh, show with you everywhere you go. You can listen to it in the car. You can listen to it when you go on walks or whatever it might be. Whenever it's convenient for you, um, it will be a blessing. So, so make sure you do that and get the word out about uh, the, the broadcast. We've had a couple of great weeks, over five, almost 6,000 people watched last week's uh, broadcast and the week before that, and so it's picking up steam and it's all because of you. And so thank you, thank you, thank you for, for tuning in. Remember, if you have a question that you'd like to ask me or you would hope that I would maybe um, talk about on the broadcast, it's Rick C at bvg.org, rickc at bvg.org, and just send me the question. And even if I don't uh, answer that particular question on the broadcast, I always get back to you. And I do my best to answer the question that you've asked. Uh, you could text me if you have my phone number. If you see me around town, and a lot of you do, you could ask. I see a bunch of you who attend Big Valley Grace, the church where I am a pastor at. If you got a question, you could ask me uh, there also. And I always remember those, and I write them down, and it's always fun, because I want to answer the, the questions that you have. I mean, I got a lot of stuff up here that I want to talk about, but what's most important, I think, to me is that I talk about some of the things you want to talk about. Which brings me to uh, today is part three of um, what I believe every uh, man ought to work hard at. I had a ton of questions. I, I'm gonna, maybe more questions about this than any other question I've dealt with so far, and that is, hey, what are some things that I can do as a man to um, continue to grow in my relationship with Jesus or whatever, you ask the questions lots of different ways. And so the last two weeks, I've talked about that, and today it's going to be super cool. We're doing something I've never done before. I've got a couple of guests that I'm going to introduce you to, a couple of guys that are friends of mine that uh, are involved in our men's ministry uh, at Big Valley Grace Modesto Campus and Big Valley Grace Series Campus. But the last two weeks... I really kind of let 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 25 kind of be my, my guide, if you will. And Paul says that everyone that competes in the games goes into strict training. And that's a really interesting passage. He's obviously talking about those that might compete in the Olympic games, or maybe you're a football player and you're going to compete in a football game. I'm a baseball coach, and maybe you're going to co compete in baseball Point is, you're going to compete in something, and guess what you do if you're going to compete? You, you got to go into strict training, right? You, you, you got to, you know, start doing wind sprints, pumping iron, whatever all those things might be to help you be the best that you can be. Well, in a biblical sense, we as men or women, we're in this, this thing called life, right? I mean, we're still down here on planet Earth. 
And God wants us to be salt. He wants us to be light. He has a plan and a purpose for our lives down here. He wants us to compete down here. And so if we need to go into strict training to be a good athlete, to be a good baseball player, football player, tennis player, you know, golf you know, player or whatever, then we need to be in strict training to live out godly lives down, in, down here. And I, sometimes they're also known as spiritual disciplines. And I've just said there are some things that we need to work, work hard at. And I went through five of them with you over the last couple of weeks. And the first one was every man needs to work hard at Scripture, reading the Scripture, studying the Scriptures, memorizing the Scriptures, meditating on the Scriptures, getting together with other people and talking about the Scriptures. This is where it all begins, is that every man... Obviously, this includes women, but every man needs to work hard to get into the scriptures. And I want you to know it's hard work. That's why I chose that work hard. It's not easy. We have to deal with our flesh. We have to deal with a lot of things. And there's lots of forces at work that don't want you as a man to get into the scriptures. And so you have to work hard at that. Number two, you got to work hard at prayer. And guys, I've said this over and over again to you in the last two weeks. Prayer is awkward. It, 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 it's just, it just is. I, I wish it wasn't, but man, there you are, I don't know, in a room in your car or walking around on the canal bank, wherever it is, and you're talking with God, a God you can't even see. And it can be super awkward. But I don't care how awkward it is. God doesn't care how awkward it, it is. If you want to really be effective in your marriage or just your Christian life or whatever it is, you got to work hard at prayer, talking to God about your life. If you're married, your spouse, your kids, your grandkids, your job, your career, people in your life who are lost, whatever all that might be. Number three, we talked about relationships. you got to work hard at that. And I differentiate relationships with accountability, and you'll see why here in a minute if you haven't listened to last week's broadcast. But relationships are important for men. And I'm talking about, you know, relationships where you're, and I'm just going to use the word you're having fun. It, it's somebody you, you golf with. It's somebody you're playing tennis with. It's somebody you're fishing with. It's somebody you're out having fun in a car with. You're, 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 you're fixing a motor with. You're playing softball with. Um, it's super important that you have relationships with other guys. And I'm not talking about something where, you know, you get together and you're going to talk about the Bible. We're going to get there in a minute in accountability. I'm just talking about guys you hang out with, you do life with, you play cards with, uh, whatever all those things might be. And you got to work hard at having those relationships. And then, number four, we talked about serving last week. Every guy needs to have a place where they serve. Every guy needs to be involved in something that's greater than themselves. God's given you gifts and talents and abilities, and he wants you to use those to care about others, to love others. And, and you just show me a guy who's not involved in serving, and I'm going to show you a guy who's probably much like the Dead Sea. They're just, they're dying. They got all this stuff they're pouring into their lives, but there's no 
you know, outward flow. And that's where service comes in. And there's lots of places you, you can serve. If you attend Big Valley Grace in Modesto, you could serve in lots of areas here. We have lots of needs here. Children's ministries, youth ministries, men's ministries. There's all kinds of places where you can use your gifts, talents, and abilities. You could go down to the gospel mission and serve there. There's plenty of places to serve. If you attend this series campus, trust me, there's plenty of places for you to serve there. Men's ministries, it could be uh, you know, children's ministries, uh, uh, helping set up and tear down. They got a huge job there just doing that. There are lots of places where you as a man can serve and there's no excuse why you don't, okay? And then we ended with accountability. And this one was interesting for a lot of you. I've heard from some of you already on this one. I don't mean this in the sense that, well, you know, uh, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. You can have accountability that's proactive and you can have accountability that's reactive. Reactive accountability is, um, I don't know, you got all goofed up in porn and now you have an accountability apartment partner who's, you know, making sure, you know, you're not getting into porn again. Or you had a problem with anger and now you got an accountability partner who's helping you not be angry. Or you had a pro problem with, I don't know, drugs or alcohol abuse and now you have an accountability partner who's always asking you, hey, did you drink last week? I'm not talking about that, okay? Uh, I, that, that's important and some of you may need that. I'm talking about proactive accountability. And this has nothing to do with, hey, I don't want to meet with some guys who always ask me, hey, you into porn this week? Who wants to do that? I don't want to be in a group where, hey, man, did you get drunk this past week? I don't want to meet a group like that. What I want are guys that hold me accountable to Scripture. Hey, you working hard on Scripture? Hey, how's your prayer life? You see the difference? See the difference between proactive accountability and reactive accountability? You show me a guy who's in proactive accountability, they're, 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 they're being challenged to stay in scripture, they're being challenged in prayer and relationships and serving and those kinds of things, and I'll show you a guy who probably isn't gonna need reactive accountability. And so those were the five of the things that we have talked about the last couple of weeks, and so I thought it would be super cool and super fun to have a couple of real guys here with me. And so I want to introduce them to you, and we're just going to talk here a little bit, and uh, hopefully it, it will be a blessing to you, really. So this is my friend, uh, Doug uh, Beechler. Doug has been a member here at Big Valley Grace, the Modesto campus, for a long, long, long time. And uh, I consider him a dear friend. He is also an elder here at the church. But he's also really involved in our men's ministry on our Modesto campus. He's a leader in our men's uh, ministry. And that's why I have him here. Um, somehow him and I are going to be related. His grandson and my daughter are getting married and we're trying to figure out. I think I'm going to call him Grandpa. I think that's what I'm going to call him. But we're fighting over that issue. Uh, and then Hector, uh, Hector Marquez is uh, very, very active. Well, he was active here at Big Valley Grace, the Modesto campus. And when we planted the church over in, uh, in Ceres, he became a leader there kind of immediately. 
and he's very involved, obviously, in the men's ministry there. And so I've asked them to be a part of the bro uh, broadcast. And the first thing is this, just real quick, uh, just tell the people, when do the men meet here at, on the Modesto campus? Modesto campus is two times, Monday night at seven o'clock, and it lasts about one hour. There's a lot of table talk afterwards. And Tuesday morning, it's at uh, 6 a.m., 6 to 7. And those, whether they come in the morning or at night, those are both the same thing. They're both the same thing. Yeah, and we're just trying to be a blessing for those that, you know, can make early, maybe can make late. You know, we just try to be a blessing there. Okay, Hector, how about on the series campus? When do you guys meet? We meet uh, at Monday, 6 a.m. at the series community center in the large assembly room. And it is the same teaching as the Modesto campus as well. So you guys are kind of going through the same thing. And, and, uh, and by the way, it isn't, don't think a weekend gathering. A weekend gathering, you're gonna get in a row and you're gonna look at the back of someone's neck for an hour, an hour and 15 minutes. I'm not saying that that's bad, wrong, or evil, it's needed. Our men's ministry at both of these campuses, you're gonna to get together and you're gonna sit around a table and, and look at each other. So it's a way different experience and it's way, way important in a guy's life. So here's my first question for you guys. Um, how has being involved in a men's group like that, how has it impacted your guys' life? What's a positive thing that has come from that? Uh, men's is a wonderful thing. I mean, when, when you talk about the men of the church and men of the household, we need to, we need to focus on, on, on doing things. But 20-some years ago, I started going to men's. In fact, Rick was the men's pastor at that time, and, and he led it right here at Big Valley. And... Men's has literally changed my life. Um, I, 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 maybe I struggled at the first opening up and telling who I was and, and seeing God. Uh, this whole thing's about Jesus. I mean, it's, the whole thing is about Jesus. So. But anyway, it's, it's literally changed my life. I, I started reading the, the, the Word of God every day. I started praying every day. I started uh, um, being accountable every day. And accountability to a man, I think of two things that Howard Hendricks said. To, he has many, many quotes if you want to look them up. But one of the things he, he said was, a man alone is a disaster waiting to happen. Yeah. And the other one I think about is a dirty Bible. I'm sorry, a unread, a dusty Bible is a dirty life. And guys, I, I have to, everybody, I, every man I know has to stay in the word of God or he's a mess. Yeah. And those two quotes, by the way, are interesting. They go right along with two of the five things that I've been talking about. The scripture, what a great quote. Dusty Bible, got a dusty life, got a dirty life. That means you're not open in the word. And if you're not in relationship with other guys, wow, it ain't a, it ain't a good, good thing. Hector, how has the men's ministry been a blessing to you? Um, it's, it's affected my life completely um, to be with men from all walks of life, um, people who have been serving the Lord for double the amount of time I have or triple, whatever, and seeing how they live their life at home, seeing the issues that they go through and seeing how they handle them because we're very, you know, in our groups, we'll talk about issues and it's very private. What's, what happens at the table stays at the table and, and to hear 
uh, other men and how they handle things has helped me to handle things at, in my home and to uh, give me direction. And not only that, but just the teaching as well is always hitting on subjects that men are always dealing with. So let, let's imagine someone's uh, listening to this and watching this and they live in the Modesto area or they live in the Ceres area. They may live in another state. They, they could be anywhere. But imagine a guy who goes, you know what, I want to get involved in a men's ministry. I want to I come to Modesto. I, I want to go to the Ceres men's thing. But they're nervous. I mean, they're, they're scared. I don't, I, maybe they don't know anybody. Maybe they're new to the, the series or they're new to Modesto. They're new to whatever town they live in and they're going to go to a church. How do you encourage a guy to go, hey, come, even though you don't know anybody, even though you know, what, what would you say to that guy, the new guy who's a little bit nervous about showing up? It is very intimidating. I mean, when you walk into a room of, of guys and, you know, there's 70 to 100 guys there at the moment, it is intimidating, but let me tell you what, you're not there to fix anybody. Everybody in that room is just as messed up as you are. Wow. Uh, so some of the rules we have at the table is what said at the table stays at the table. It ain't going home to our wives. What, uh, you're not there to fix anybody because you, they're messed up. Everybody's messed up. So. Guys, if you're not part of a men's, and what we don't care at Big Valley Church is, I'll bet we represent 20 different churches in the men's ministry. So it's, it's, it's just a bunch of guys that want to get to know Jesus just a little bit better. So it's, it's just a, yeah. it's. I kind of like that. It, 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 in other words, it's safe at those tables. It's safe. What you say there stays there. And they're not there to fix anybody. Now, there is somebody who fixes people, and that's who they're talking about, and that's Jesus. Jesus is the one who fixes people. But don't, don't think you're going to show up, and there's going to be a bunch of guys trying to fix whatever it is that you're, you're going through. You're simply going to talk about the one who can fix whatever. What would you say, Hector, to the guy who's new? It's still fresh in my mind. I've been involved with men's for just about three years now. And so I remember the first time and I was scared and I knew I needed to get involved with men. Uh, I was just drawn to it. But when you walk in, you're thinking, what am I going to expect? And there's friendly people waiting to get you hooked up with somebody, with another group. Um, and then when you get into a table with somebody, it's just the guys are there. It's just normal bunch of guys. It seems like it'd be like a garage, but it's inside church. Yeah. You know, they're talking about you know, cars before service, obviously, but they're talking about different things. They're talking about work. And then right when the service starts, there's a great, powerful message. And then you're just, you just start making relationships. And there's, yeah. I mean, that's just right there. It's just so easy. Yeah. And, and one of the guys, they're, they're being honest with you. It's scary to walk into a room and you don't know anybody. I, I, I go places all the time. And I'm nervous. I'm scared to walk into a church and I don't know anybody. They don't, they don't know me. It doesn't matter whether I'm going to be the speaker or I'm just a participant. You're nervous and you're scared. But if you get over it, I'm going to tell you, it's life changing. The first week, you'll feel weird. The second week, you feel a little bit weird. By the third week, you're golden. You'll know people. So final question. What? What is a, uh, a passage of scripture, something in the Bible, verse maybe you read today, last week, last month, maybe it came from men's ministry, maybe it's been a life verse 
that has meant something to you that somehow God has used in, in, in your life? I would uh, go with the be still. This is my lifelong uh, be still verse, but I, it's hard for me to be still. I, I, I like to talk, I like to share, but if I'm still and I, I go to the quiet place and I listen, God will speak. And it's just as in Psalms 4610, it says, be still and know that I am God. Too many times I just, uh, I do it my way. Yeah. But if I listen to God, you know, that's all of our goals. It means is to do it his way. And um, that's the thing that I'm, I, I, I'm a continual battle and, and then learning how to pray. Yeah. I'm just trying to learn how to pray. I'm an old man, but I'm st still learning how to pray, so. Be still. That, that's pretty good. That's a hard thing probably for a lot of guys to, to, to do. Hector, verse, something that stuck out to you. I got a verse that's been really working on me. I shared it with the man a couple weeks ago. Um, Psalms 139, verse 23 and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. We're, we're doing a prayer initiative with the men. We're bringing prayer more involved with our men's ministry. And I really shared that with the men because God knows our hearts better than we do. And I don't want to do anything that offends the Lord. And, and I want him to reveal it to me. And I just want to live for him. So I just introduced that to the guys. I've just been really, it's been really working on me. And actually Psalms just all together, just this, out of this knocks it out the park every time well you know what, what 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 you just kind of experienced right here is a little bit like what happens at a men's table one guy got to share another guy got to share it, it, it and it's for I know just watching this it was impactful in your life just hearing him share be still and know that I am God hearing Hector just share search me oh God know my heart Listen, guys, gals, and by the way, this applies to gals too. Gals, you need to be in, in fellowship. You need to be involved in your church and, and, and small groups. But we've dedicated the last three weeks to, to guys. And I think this is a great way to end it, where you got to meet a couple of guys. Let me encourage you, whether you live in Modesto, Ceres, or you live somewhere else outside of the you know, area. Maybe you live in another country and you're watching this. It's super important that you find relationships with other guys, and you find those a lot of times in a great men's ministry like we have here at Big Valley Modesto Campus and Ceres Campus. So, thank you for joining the broadcast today. Remember, share this with your friends. Hey, maybe you listen to this and you think, man, my son needs to hear this. My buddy needs to hear this. My dad needs to hear this. My grandson needs to hear this. The beautiful thing about technology is you can share this with them. Just send it to the person you love and say, hey, would you just take a listen to this? And who knows how God might use that moment where you send this to somebody else to be a blessing in life. Okay, so, hey, I'll see you next Wednesday. Okay, blessings, everybody.